For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. It's part duh. <laughs> she yelled at me, but she didn't spit on me, so that's good news. I tried. Yeah. I, I try not to spit. I'm Candace. I'm Natalia. And this is not a single fork. Just another podcast about food and cooking, but we're keeping it real. Real, real. So we're going to continue on our BuzzFeed article. We are. I like it. Yes. I like this article. So far, so good. Okay, this is a weird one. Okay. As one culinary school grad suggests. Okay. Treat heat like an ingredient. Don't use high heat when you want to go low and slow or keep your pan on a simmer when you're trying to develop a nice crust. Okay. I think what they're just trying to say is like focus on your fucking heat because everyone in class wants to cook everything on high because they're hungry (laughs) and it doesn't work that way. Well, and then, and, and here, and this is another thing that they do is we'll adjust their temperature and then they'll change it. And then they'll change it. They'll turn it up like buttheads. You know, it's always men that do that. I know. Okay. 27 unless you're making risotto never stir rice while you're cooking it that's correct this that's how it goes from fluffy to sticky and starchy well and really right i mean rice is hard for people i understand that but all you really have to do is get it to a boil turn your heat down to simmer and put the lid on it and walk away yeah walk away don't make it too complicated. I did that for a long time. You just don't have to. No. When you're making pasta, once it's just about al dente, finish cooking it in the sauce, adding in some of the leftover pasta water. Your sauce will get silkier and will cling to the pasta so much better, making for a real Italian restaurant quality dish. Correct. Yes to all that. But here's the, here's the thing. <laughs> Be careful with your pasta water because you don't add a lot of it mm-hmm. at a time, just a little bit. But finishing your pasta in your sauce is the way to go. This is interesting. And pair the right pasta with the right sauce for the best texture combos. Yes, that too. And it it gives you a whole list, which is really nice because, I mean, but it makes sense, right? That's why they're made the way they are. Correct. For certain to hold certain luggage. (laughs) (laughs) Try suitcases. (laughs) It's a little suitcase of flavor. 30. Try a hand at roasting a whole chicken. It's easier than you think. Yes. Good for you and cheaper than buying individual cuts. Oh my God. Don't get me started. So much cheaper. And it's not, it is like kind of scary, but you just kind of do it. Thaw it. (laughs) We never thought we'd have to say that. You need to thaw your chicken always. Don't start cooking it before it's thawed. No, don't cook any meat before any protein. Really anything. Really anything. Really anything. Except frozen spinach I do cook from frozen. You throw the, like, the block in I the do. pan? Well, that mm-hmm. probably, I mean, but it's, it's spinach. Yeah, it's spinach. It's like petrified spinach, too. <laughs> okay, 31. If you're getting the hang of using your slow cooker, keeping in mind, wait. If you're getting the hang of using your slow cooker, yeah. keeping in mind that the order you add your ingredients is important. Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. In the slow- I'm not good at a crock pot. I think because I just throw it all in. No, I don't. Well, you can, you know, in a crock pot, it gets hot enough. You can sear your meat in there. Yeah. So you could, in order to get, you know, so it's not all just like Mush. baby food. Mm-hmm. You can sear the meat mm-hmm. and then, you and know. And then baby food it. And then baby food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> don't sleep on the beauty of the Dutch oven. It's one of the most useful tools you have. Yeah. You have have. You, you have, have, have have in the kitchen for making one pot dinners. Yeah, I love a good Dutch oven. What does it do that other things don't do? Well, it holds heat well. And also in a braise, like, okay, let's say you're making short ribs. Mm-hmm. And so your meat is only partially covered by the liquid. Mm-hmm. So you're braising. So on, in the top, typically in a good Dutch oven, inside the top, there are like little dimples. Yeah. So that all the juices rain onto your meat. It's a a juice rain. It is. It's juice rain. And it keeps it moist. I didn't know that. Yeah. That sounds amazing. Got brown bits stuck in the bottom. I'm really hungry. Got brown bits stuck. We're going to have cheese and meat soon. I know. Stuck on the bottom of your pan. Do not waste them. Deglaze your pan with a bit of wine or stock to keep building your flavor. Absolutely. Yeah, always if you've got that, and that's called fond, F-O-N-D, because mm. it's the foundation of your sauce. Mm. Yeah. If you're cooking only with EVOO, you're doing it wrong. Extra virgin olive oil has a lower smoking point, mm-hmm. so try other varieties like avocado oil, um, which has a much higher smoking point yeah. when stir-frying or roasting. So, you, So basically, you need to use the correct oil which does make sense because like we make Asian food and we don't use extra virgin olive oil. Oh no. Because you don't want the flavor of it in the Asian food. No. But I tried roasting vegetables the other day with canola oil and they didn't taste like, they tasted gross. Well, you know why? Because they're nothing. Because canola oil doesn't have any flavor. I know. It didn't work. It is high heat, high smoking point, but it doesn't have any flavor. I like this one and I agree with this one. Okay. You should really be baking your bacon, not frying it in a pan. Yeah. Agree it's totally. easier to cook a bunch at once. It's way less messy. It stays flat. And I think it cooks up nicely, like all the way. Like it's nice. Yeah. You can, yeah. It's so good that you way. Have a lot, I think you have a lot better control. I agree. And it doesn't shrivel up to a tiny little piece. Uh-uh. Not, not as much. Mm-mm. Learn. Mm, okay. Mm, no, it's okay. Learn <laughs> how to bake something in parchment paper for a no fuss Dinner. Yeah, it's basically the easiest way to cook fish, but you can totally make chicken, shrimp, veggies, and eggs in it, too. Mm-hmm. It's like a little steam packet. Eggs in parchment? I don't know about that. I, I... And also, see, they, they showed the hard way to mm-hmm. deal with parchment. You know, you can take a sheet of parchment paper and put the stuff in the center and then just wrap it up and put some. Am I keeping you up here? <laughs> <laughs> Wrap it with some <laughs> kitchen twine, twine, and then you don't have to do all that crimping stuff. Yeah, the crimping stuff's people, hard. You know, it's hard. It's hard for them. It's little. Okay, amp up the moistness and flavor of standard chicken breasts by using a marinade. What? You can whip one up with just a few as three ingredients. Yes. Like coconut milk, lemon juice, and kosher salt. That's very weird. I don't know. Is that the way I'm supposed to read it or up and down? I don't know what's happening here. No, yeah, that's a coconut marinade. Yeah, it across. sure does. Yeah. Gives you a lot of options, though. Hey, this is a pretty good article. Put the lime in the coconut. 
mix it all up. And don't over or under marinate. Match your protein to the chart below for just the right amount of flavor. Oh, well, here's the chart below. You have to get this article. Um, I don't marinate every protein. Do you? No. No. And I definitely don't marinate my vegetables. No, they don't need it. Mm-mm. They just need salt and pepper and olive oil. Combine butter and flour to make a roux. Yeah. The base of tons of sauces, including bechamel. What you need to make homemade and delicious mac and cheese. We just did a video. Yes. On this. So our online classes, our online subscription um, you sign up, sign up now. Yeah, we did Stop another listening. we did another bechamel skill drill. Stop listening to us and just sign up right now. It's $15 a month. It's way worth it. Well, and here's the thing. It's not just, well, it's not just us, but it is us. It's these, it's all these recipes. Plus, starting in January, we're going to have meal planning mm-hmm. and shopping lists and things like that. And so we're upping the value like no other. It's a one-stop shop. That's right. Master the art of making the perfect grilled cheese so you can always feed a crowd or just whip one up. No matter what kind of bread or cheese you want, create your own. I agree, but I don't always make it the same way. Do you? You mean every time I make it? A grilled cheese sandwich? No. Are there? Do you put mayonnaise on it? Uh-huh. On the outside? On the outside. Do you put anything on the inside other than cheese? Um... Well, I mean, if I have interesting ingredients, I might, Mm -hmm. but, um, but you mean like in terms of butter or mayonnaise? Yeah. Typically, no. I think that, you know, the cheese has enough to support the sandwich and the mayonnaise on the outside is. Do you use a particular kind of bread? Uh, no, No. I just use whatever bread I have. You have. Yeah, I agree. Some people are very particular about their grilled cheese sandwiches. But yeah, they want like Texas toast or something like that. I don't want white bread on my grilled cheese sandwich. And I don't want Kraft Singles either. Um, no, that's not cheese. <laughs> Sorry. Clean up as you go use, using, obviously, a Rachel Ray style countertop garbage bowl. Well, <laughs> they obviously are getting... Um, yeah, anyway, any kind of garbage bowl is fine. Yeah, clean as just you a go. bowl. A bowl to, to put shit in yeah as you trim your vegetables or whatever i think cleaning as you go is very important i mean you're gonna end up with a mess but like it helps alleviate some of it yeah still need some pointers best-selling book how to cook everything i do have that book do you i think i do the basics we might have to whip that look at that i think that's all of our these are pretty good you know i have to tell uh, yeah one of my recent newsletters because I was I was actually kind of thinking about mac and cheese and I ran across oh I know what it was I was reading about it in the New York Times cooking newsletter and they were they gave the recipe for southern mac and cheese excuse me southern macaroni and cheese not mac and cheese and I was reading through the ingredients it was like oh my god this is the way my mom made mac and cheese and and she described it in her little recipe book uh, as different but good. Your mom. My mom. Okay. So I went through that recipe, and it's almost exactly the same as this one from the New York Times. And it really makes, you bake it. It's not cooked on the stovetop at all. You put everything in a casserole dish, and you bake it in the oven, and it's like a custard. Oh. So it's kind of firm so and you can, like, dry. Cut it? Yeah. 
Yeah. Now the one in New York Times was huh. super, super cheesy. Uh-huh. Ma- and what made me think of it was the craft singles because mom and her recipe calls for Velveeta. Oh yeah. <laughs> I bet. No, that was a big, I mean, that was, was a thing. It was a thing. That's why they made it. I think for Mac and cheese. Like, yeah. That's why Velveeta. I mean, people love Velveeta. I like Velveeta. So I redid the recipe for the newsletter mm-hmm. and I, so, but I put my mom's version in first mm-hmm. and then I put my version in. We should make after. it. Yeah, we should. We should make it. Yeah. But I, I had no it. idea. It's a very traditional. In fact, my understanding is that that is the truly African-American way of making macaroni and cheese, hmm. not the stovetop stuff with, you know, it's like goopy. That's goopy, mm-hmm. but that it's always been baked. And my mom referred to, has always referred to, or did always refer to her cooking as country, uh-huh. but it's really Southern. Yeah. So, so much. So nothing else is different about it. Like it's not like anything weird ingredient. It's just like, no, throw it in the oven and cut out like you a, put eggs, you put eggs in it. And beat the eggs and milk, and then mom's she used uh, breadcrumbs on in top. It, in, oh. no, in it. Um, I think I think really is filler. Mm. I left it in because I thought, well, you know, the texture will be nice. Mm-hmm. So anyway, um, it's just so interesting the evolution of, of food. food. Mm-hmm. I just it's fascinating some of it, and some of it is just boring, and some of it is dumb. <laughs> Some of it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Some of it we'll never do again. <laughs> a lot but of But I it. want to try. We should make that macaroni and cheese. Yeah. I feel like maybe for one of the wintry videos. I think so too. Yeah. Because it's, it's interesting. It is different. But it's, and I remember it. That was the that was the only way she made mac and cheese. I've had something like that before. But I don't know if it was mac and cheese. But I've had something with macaroni like that where you cut it in like a square. Yeah. Maybe it was. I don't know. Well, make it and find out. Yeah. Is that it? Are we done? I mean, it's 13 minutes. I feel like we should talk about something else. Um, <laughs> we want to keep you We want to keep you uh, interested. Someone was talking about putting accidentally putting sweetened condensed milk in their macaroni and cheese. Oh, no. But there's no way to come back from that. No. Were they trying to use... What were they trying evaporated to use? Evaporated milk. milk. Do you use evaporated milk? In mac and cheese? Yeah. I have not. But Did I mean, it say in your mom's recipe? She, I feel like that's something she, she would She just use. always said milk, and milk meant... Whole milk. What's evaporated milk? That's in the can- the carnation of. I know, but what milk. is it? I think it's just concentrated milk. Oh, it's just milk concentrate. I you I, like add water to make it go further. You know, like, I don't know what my, that is. Well, you know what? I'm gonna look uh, it up. My mother in law, who was Mexican, used evaporated milk in her coffee. Really? Yeah, like used it like cream. Evaporated milk, known in some countries as unsweetened condensed milk, is shelf-stable canned cow's milk product, where about 60% of the water has been removed from the fresh milk. So it's concentrated. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, but she used it. My mother-in-law used evaporated milk in many dishes. Huh. Yeah, and I don't ever use it, do you? Very rarely. I mean, if, if it calls... Well, I use it sometimes... In pumpkin pie. Oh. When I make the pumpkin puree. Puree. Yeah. Huh. I'll use uh, evaporated milk. Uh-huh. But my, that's because my mom used evaporated milk. Right. But it really, you know, you can use cream instead. Mm. Let's go get some cheese. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to go get a snack. I think we're She's done. She's really hungry. <laughs> 
So stay fresh. Snack bags. Save big on brunch for mom. All in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for $2.49 a pound. All with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.